Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone. We are we are back here with The Flash tonight. Oh, so good. Uh, we're starting with Season 1, Episode 4, Going Rogue. As you can see, we are not taking ourselves so seriously tonight. We are all dressed up for you guys. Halloween is coming. And we thought we would do a little DC Universe costume party. So, of course, I'm Roxy Stryer. And I'm like some mixture of the Flash and Hello Kitty. You know, it says, see? It's, a, it's a baby Flash. It, it, yeah, it says Hello Flash on it. And I've got my cat ears. You know, just, just go with it for the night. And, of course, sitting next to me. I mean, you might confuse him as Tari Miller, but really... I am Batman. <laughs> Badass, dude. Badass. Up and over there, what do we have? Oh. Miss Ashley Daniels. Sorry, I was just fixing my cape. Oh, oh, it's such a hard life for a woman with a cape. This is like the Superman side of the table. We didn't plan this, so I just want to make that very clear. Oh, uh, they texted about it all week. And, of course, Jeff Masters. Hello. I'm loving this, guy. I'm Superman. But I have a cape. Damn right you are. Damn right. I'm just saying. And and thank you. But he can fly without a cape. (laughs) And thank you, Nando, in the booth for helping us out tonight and for blaring in our fourth hero song of this season. Um, Who is it? Chad? What what was the name of that one? It was somebody from YouTube asked for. Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger. Spider-Man soundtrack. Thank mm. you, Nando. So we are coming strong with the hero songs every single week. We we might just play a little Enrique next week if you guys are so lucky. Um, okay, guys. <laughs> so let's get started with tonight's episode. Unbelievable episode, especially if you're coming as a fan from Arrow and you love Felicity and you love this portion of, I guess it would be called a crossover almost. Yeah. We, yeah. we haven't gotten to the real crossover yet, but it was really strong for me. What are we thinking across the board? How'd you feel about tonight's episode, Tari? Um, I thought it was really good. Like, uh, there was a lot of character development, a lot of love stuff. And as I said last week, I'm all about the Barry and Felicity. So I got everything I wanted. Awesome. Ashley? I loved seeing Felicity with Barry. I thought that their little time in the park was fun, and it was exciting to see that she was, uh, you know, she was really on board for everything. And I just, lo- I, there's so many things I could say right now. There's so many things I loved. I guess that's like the top. Obviously. We'll break it all down, though. That that's what we're here for. Snot. I mean, snot. <laughs> that's, it's, it's our Boston accent thing. That's what I'm saying. We're calling him snot. He's wicked snot. <laughs> okay, and Jeff, what did you think about tonight? Um, I really loved it. I loved uh, Felicity and like the energy that she brought on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we can call it a crossover. That's fine. There's something magical about seeing your favorite characters on like other TV shows playing those characters. Absolutely. Yeah. And I felt like she was really true to her endearingly 
awkward self. Just yeah. the things she says and the sexual innuendos. And it brought me back to Felicity um, last season. So I was really excited to see that. But we're going to hold off on talking about her because I want to talk about another. Oh, I can't even call it a love triangle because it involves a father daughter. But <laughs> awkward love situation yeah. we have going on here. So as we found out, Iris and Eddie have been dating. They end up kind of coming clean to Joe. Really, he just knows about it. That was last week. And then tonight we see the aftermath of this. Joe's more pissed than I thought he was going to be. Uh, you know, he kind of played it cool. He was in the hospital. He had other things to worry about. Not playing it so cool this week. Did you guys think this is the way it was going to end up? Or what were you feeling about this triangle? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I felt like, I felt like it wouldn't have been so weird if Eddie didn't keep going, hey, so, you wouldn't believe what me and your daughter are doing. He was trying to push it on him very hard. Yeah. He was calling, coming at him full force, for yeah. sure. But it wasn't out of place, like a negative place. It was like, I just love this girl so much. Oh, she happens to be your daughter. Right. It wasn't like, I banged this chick last night. He was kind of saying really sweet, romantic things. Yeah. But I did finally understand where Joe is coming from when he confronts Iris about it. And he says, listen, this is what it means to be a partner. I thought that was a very valid speech that he gave. And I'm shocked that he flipped on it so quickly but I, I guess he had reason to after eddie saved his life yeah. uh, would we consider that a yeah. life saving yeah. yeah yeah so i i thought that that was really cool that we seem to be over that hump but i was glad to see him a little pissed off it would have been blown over too easy if we just left it at last week's episode i agree i think it was such a good reason like you said that like now i'm responsible for the life of my daughter's boyfriend yeah, yeah. which is a lot of weight on him yeah totally I, w I hadn't thought of that so i could just imagine like the older guy in the writer's room being like okay as the father this is the reason <laughs> and everyone's like oh my god you're right that's great the that's voice great. of reason absolutely yeah. Yeah. that's, that's I, awesome you just were you in the room you must have been how I just imagine it. Jeff Masters, writer's room. Um, I thought that it was cool, though. I like seeing their relationship, but I will say it's making me a little stressed out how much they're pushing on us that Eddie's a good guy. Eddie's a good guy. Eddie's a good guy. I'm like, ooh, are you trying to shove this down our throats too much? Do I really think he's a villain? And that's why you're trying to steer us in the opposite direction. You know, we came into this season and we thought, ooh, Eddie Thawne, he must be a villain. You know, he's got to be the reverse Flash. Then I kind of changed my mind about it because I was like, oh, he seems like a good guy. And then this week we take it a step further. He's really a good guy, so maybe he's a bad guy. Like you said last I'm week, Ashley. I'm sticking to what I said yeah. last week. No, well, last week you said to me that I was going to flip back and forth a million times, and I was like, Psh, no. Well, yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing well, right now. Well, they're playing mind games, mind games. We're all getting, <laughs> we're all getting sucked in. You know? Yeah, I know. But it's, it, it is interesting to see him and to see his dynamic. I thought the funniest scene, obviously, going in the car – with Joe and Eddie and mm -hmm. the two songs, Let's Get It On and uh, uh, When a Man Loves one? a Woman. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you couldn't make that any more awkward. I know. I, I love that about this show though because it is light and it is a little forced yeah. like that. Right. Like, what are the chances? Right. What yeah. are the chances you turn it on and that's what's going on? <laughs> Twice. I yeah. love that. That's great. I, I agree. Yeah. So I'm, I'm loving that but the bigger love story that we wanted to talk about tonight, of course, we touched on it briefly, is Felicity coming onto the show. Okay, so this has been a roller coaster of emotions for me, not just tonight, but over the last, since we saw Barry, since we saw Grant go on to Arrow. You know, 
I really like them together, but then again, I love Felicity and Oliver on Arrow together, and I like Barry and Iris together. So I'm feeling really, really torn about how I feel. You know, we have this bond with Felicity and Barry. It's undeniable. Of course. They say that tonight. They really seem to get each other. I... At any point, did you guys feel like, screw everybody else. Why don't you two just run away and be together and make out all day long? No. Okay. Yes. Every day. <laughs> every every day of your life. Okay. So, Tara, you tell me about your relationship with them right now and how you're feeling. Because I know you also come over from Arrow. So, right. what do you think about the relationship on this show versus their relationships with the other people they might be with? Potentially. Um, possibly. Maybe. Right. <laughs> I mean, for me, uh, I'm not a big, like, Iris Berry guy. Mm. Um, and, like, they have so much chemistry on screen. Uh, by them, I mean Barry and Felicity. Have so much chemistry on screen, you just want them to, like, be together in this, like, power couple. You know? Because she's, she's definitely, like, a good moral compass, as you see throughout the episode. That she's really good at steering these teams and, like, letting saying exactly what needs to be said at the right moments. And so I just, I feel like she's a great addition to his life. Was that kiss at the end for you enough? Um, or did you want, like, some full-blown sex scene? Uh, no, that, that was enough, especially for, like, you know, like a superhero movie. And stuff, mm-hmm. Or not movie, but show. Um, and I, I thought that, like, it was very poetic. And so it was, it was just enough for me. It's funny that you said that, though, about it being movie, just briefly, because I heard uh, Grant was talking in an interview about how he really felt like each one of these were little movies, and these the writers, directors, everybody is so careful with what they're doing and put so much time and effort into it, he really felt like he was filming movies, so yeah. maybe you said it on purpose. <laughs> it is its own little hour-long movie. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys thinking about the relationship? Um, I'm, I'm really liking the relationship. I feel like they just have a an understanding for one another, similar to Caitlin and Barry. I felt like every time I was watching them, I felt like it was the same dynamic as Caitlin and Barry. Just an understanding, a friendship, they'll be there for each other. The kiss at the end, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, it was like a friendship th- kiss. It, yeah. No, I wouldn't say it's a friendship kiss. I mean, well, Roxy and I kiss like that all the time. All the time. But we're best friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a but best friendship kiss. Best friend. Oh, okay. I think it was more, I think it was, it was to once again get us, you know, get our heads going, what's going to happen with the two of them, but I don't think much more is going to happen. I don't want to, I'm sorry, I just don't. No, yeah. don't apologize. I really agree with you. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Super girl. Oh, um, no, their, conver- yeah. <laughs> their conversation at the end was so honest and just like unexpected. And I think they acknowledge that they're both like, they're both so perfect that it wouldn't be interesting. There's no yin and yang. I was feeling very unsatisfied with where they were leaving when she got on the train. If he wasn't to flash after her, I was going to think, seriously, what's going on? But the fact that they sat there and they had such an adult conversation about that they would be perfect together, but opposites do attract and they both are pining after other people. I really appreciated that we went there tonight's episode. And then I was kind of torn on whether I did want them to kiss or not. I've got Tari sitting next to me. who's like, kiss, 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 kiss. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. It kind of be weird after the conversation, but they did. And it was sweet. It wasn't like a sloppy makeout session. It was just like, that's what I meant by a friendship kiss. It was like a mutual understanding. And now we will kiss to seal our goodbye. Oh, right. oh, sorry. No, please. Uh, no, okay. I was just going to say, I think it was also to see if there was anything. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They both, you know what I mean? They're, like, testing the waters a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Like, they both they both know that the, that 
one another. They're not crazy. There's not going to be like, oh, now that you kissed me, you better call me tomorrow. <laughs> like, I better, be- I better. It was text. almost flowers. Like, yeah, it was like yeah. a New Year's kiss. Like, we're supposed yeah. to kiss now, but let's make it short and sweet. Right. Oh, the, oh my God. We should have counted it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have. Um, well, I guess for me, um, I like, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like one of those like, cathartic goodbye moments where it's just like mm-hmm. that kiss was just it was the symbol of their them coming together but like n- yeah knowing exactly I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I know, I'm, I know, I know but, exactly like, yeah. it was like, like coming kiss together goodbye. but like yeah. right it was like this is all that's ever gonna happen between us I let's agree. do it at once and see if there's anything and then we're done it did feel like closure to me closure yeah. yes. but which is really interesting because we do know that we have a crossover episode coming up so they're going to be interacting again you know I felt like they brought her onto the show so maybe that they could have closure before they meet up again so that we're not trying to hope for her with uh, Barry while we're hoping for her with Oliver. Because if you are coming over from Arrow, which a lot of you guys are, uh, then you are sitting there kind of wanting Oliver and Felicity to be together. But it's not like you don't want her to be with Barry because Barry's such a good guy. So I think it was really important that we had tonight's episode. Not that it it tied a bow on it, but it just sets it aside for a little bit. Let's just Mm -hmm. hope Oliver doesn't hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) But also for the people who don't watch Arrow, like, they're not dating. They have had, like, the dates, but, like, there's been lots of chemistry. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they kind of just, they're at a weird patch right now. They've called it off. So when Felicity said she was single, she really is. It's not like she's going around kissing somebody when she has a boyfriend. She's single. Yeah. Um, and I was happy to see her have this moment, especially because they seem to be in the same place. It wasn't like one of them was so much more into it. She didn't come back here because she was so in love with him and had to have him and he just was not into her. I feel like they're coming from a very equal place of caring about each other right now. Yeah. It was like an exploratory mission. She's like, I'm going to bring this sexy black dress just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to see his reaction. Well, because she wants to look hot no matter what. I get that. Speaking of the sexy black dress, we do have this double date. It was an interesting thing and I felt so bad for Barry in this moment because he was being a good date to Felicity, but you can just see in his eyes, he loves Iris. I mean, was I the only one who felt that no, way? No, I, I, I felt it. I did. I felt bad. He was looking at her across the table with the puppy. It's with her, the puppy it hurts her. because she's she wants those two to get together, and so it hurts even more because he's just like, God, like I love you, and you want me to be happy with this person, and like she so innocently wants him happy with mm-hmm. Felicity, but it's it's so frustrating because he can't do anything. I know right. like that moment. Yeah. You can't. You're gonna be the villain. If What's he supposed to do? Leap across the table and kiss her? I no, guess he could, I mean, and nobody would know. Yeah, also, right? I know. <laughs> also, so, so far, Barry, <laughs> Barry Allen has no friends that they've established on the show. Some colleagues and some like work people he's very close with, but nobody to be like, hey, this is what's going on. I love this girl I grew up with. She has a boyfriend, and that friend needs to say, get over it. Right. You know, in a nice way. No. But, like, there's no one on the show no to have name. that position. Absolutely. Right. Which right. is interesting because he kind of uses Felicity as that person tonight. Yeah. And when he went over to Arrow originally, they do have a conversation that they referenced again tonight where he says, I know what it's like to want somebody who doesn't want you back. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me how far in advance... I mean, that's the story of Barry and Iris, but it's crazy to me how far in advance the writers knew that they were going to go there with this show. That was last season, and mm-hmm. they already had him referencing that. So that's really cool that they had planned this out so far in advance. It makes me think that Iris and Barry are endgame, as the comics tell us. Right. right. So we're just kind of... It's hard to get invested with any other relationship right now, because if we figure that they're going to end up together, it's like, what the hell do I care about her being with Eddie? 
Right. Yeah, but also best case scenario, they're going to do like 10 seasons. And so they can't, they need to stretch it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if know? they got together right now, case closed, you know. <laughs> right. It'd be about like Flash Babies. Yeah. Flash Probably not babies. where it's going. Flash yeah. Kitten babies. Hello, Flash. You're sure. It's a prediction. Exactly. Oh, yeah. How did you know? <laughs> okay, so we have that. We have the double date. It's kind of weird. Uh, the, all of these relationships going on are a little strange, including our Scooby gang. So that's what we're calling them based on you guys. So you guys have been so amazing on YouTube and on iTunes and on Twitter. You guys are reaching out to us throughout the week. We love it. We read every single comment. We respond back to you guys. But we were told that this gang, this uh, group of the Cisco and Caitlin and Wells, this is the Scooby gang. So we've got the Scooby gang. And guys, there's some trust issues. There's some trust issues going on tonight. We find out that Cisco has made what is a weapon against Barry. And he made it once he knew. It wasn't like he made this decades ago. Not that he's that old. But they <laughs> made this before there was anything. And he was just testing how, what he could do because he's so smart. He made this because he didn't know the way Barry was going to turn out. That's painful. Yeah. But it's smart. I, it is smart. I agree. Thinking yeah. one step ahead. I mean, I mean, I know. It was before he knew Barry Allen's character. Right. I see both sides of the fence, though. I, it's something that I think I would take very personally because it's personal. You know, there are reasons to not trust him based on the other metahumans that they referenced tonight that we yes. already saw in the last couple of weeks that we have taken down. We know that most people, or seemingly most people so far, that are these metahumans are bad. Right. Most people don't know what to do with this much power. See, that's interesting, though. He is a male character, and the two guys on the panel, like, understand it. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's a good point, actually, though, Jeff, because, like, I-, I don't know. I was sitting there, I was feeling kind of bad. But in tonight's episode, the person who understands is Felicity and isn't Barry. So, uh, I just, I felt like if I was in that position, I kind of would have reacted the same way. But also, like, Cisco was thinking he made this weapon, he learns that Barry's a good guy, he locks it up. Yeah. He forgets about it. You know, it's not, not always well enough. pressing. Of course not. It was really interesting how Wells reacted to all of this, though. Yes, and yeah. what he said, too, about just that protecting. That was so weird. We are here to protect Barry. That's all He's we're obsessed. here for. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. And we it's hear all him, about him. We hear him say that, and we also see him get a little angry with them and say, like, how could you have done this, fixed this, all these things. Presumably, if he is from the future, he would have known this happened so why would he get so mad about it? But I guess if we're going through that scenario, he's already been changing things mm-hmm. to make sure that Barry Allen, like, the dots connect. And right. And he's fixing things along the way, so new things have to happen that he can't anticipate. Okay. Right. Okay, I could see that. Well, going back to what you just said about the future, I just want to reference, um, he did say tonight when he did meet Felicity, Felicity, he said, I foresaw great things from you. Well said that, yeah. Oh. I know. I mean, come on. on. Yeah, foreshadowing just like crazy. Us. Just tell us. I know. <laughs> I know. And we got, we're going to get to news and gossip in a little bit, guys, but we do have some news and gossip about yeah. that. So there's just a lot of things that he says. Every single line he says makes me question who he is and how angry he got and how protective he is over Barry. Right. Something's not right, He's guys. He's willing to kill. We know that from episode mm-hmm. one. I mean, he's obviously bitter on the block. He knows a lot more than And he we beats know. him in chess. Yes. And he beats him tonight. He's genius. I just I think there's just something which is He ugh, knows the moves somebody's gonna make before they make them. Yes. Yeah. And, 
I like that he's showing his true colors now, though. I mean, it's not just these that Wells is. Ins- yeah, Wells. Just because, like, before it's been these small little end scenes, but now it's starting to weave into the actual storyline, and other characters are starting to see it and be a part of it, and so now it might force his hand down the line. Mm-hmm. But if he was from the future, wouldn't he have already foresaw that Cisco would make this gun? Um, That's what I was saying. Well, it depends what that future looked like or what things were changed to make the future yeah. different. He was right. already altering things. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, like, you know, history books don't have that minutia of information. And uh, technically, uh, Cisco wouldn't have made the gun if Barry didn't exist. And for what we have kind of been theorizing, Barry wouldn't exist if he wouldn't have come back. So right. it's a whole oh, thing. Very clever. Time You're exactly travel. right. <laughs> oh, that's a, can we all do that? Time <laughs> travel. Oh, <laughs> and now cut to commercial. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so I'm with you now. If the events hadn't been altered, then we wouldn't have been where we are, and right. he wouldn't have known what was going on because the events were altered. Yes. So in theory, this is all new for Harrison. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the parts that aren't, because it does seem like he does know some things that haven't been changed. Or, You're right. The newspaper so, so it's half new for Harrison. That yeah. is, if he is from the future and it, the us thinking he is based on the news article and all those other things are true. If right. he's not from the future, then he doesn't know what's going on. But if he's from the future, at some point events could change enough that he might not like exist in the way that he is now. So maybe he's trying to make sure he does, but more so trying to make sure that Barry exists because without Barry, he has no reason to live yeah. If he is, I mean, this is all me coming from the place that I think that he's the reverse Flash and he's so obsessed with Barry that he needs the Flash to live in order for him to have purpose. So, okay. Right. Are there any, this is just a question. Yes. Uh, are there any rogues that are obsessed with the Flash? Um, because I know that they all, they have that, um, they have a, a strong moral code not to, not to kill. Right. And well, I'm we see wondering. Captain Cold tonight. They try not to kill I know unless right. necessary. Right. But it's for survival. They look at it as, as survival. But right. they don't really want to... From what I was reading from um, Je- uh, Jeff... I always say his name wrong. Is it Jeff Jones? Jeff Johns? Uh, Jeff Johns, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. And he did say, you know, it, during um, an interview, he said that... Um, Captain Cold doesn't want to kill the Flash if he doesn't have to because the Flash is loved by everyone and then he will have so much heat on him right. if, if he does. So I, I'm just wondering if if there are any rogues in the DC universe that are obsessed with the Flash, if you know of any. Um, not to... not. I mean, most of them just want to commit crimes and just get away. Like, none of them are like, oh, my gosh, I need to be the Flash. Like, none of them are obsessed to the point that, like, the reverse Flash is. I just think we don't really know if Wells really does want to protect him. We are assuming he does because he says he does. I think that all the rogues are obsessed with taking down whoever's in their way. Okay. So they want to do, you know, that's what we saw tonight right. with Captain Cold. He was obsessed with taking down the Flash because the Flash was a problem for him. And this was his playground that he was playing on. And now somebody, the another kid at the playground is taking over. That's a great right. way to well, say, it. say yeah. it. Well, it did say that um, these villains have adopted the term Flash's rogues gallery as an official title. Yeah. Because they're mainly in Flash's universe. Oh, like okay, his, okay. His gang of bad Okay, guys. so it does have some... Okay. I think we just need to pause for a second and, like, applaud Ashley's entire binder <laughs> of research. It's just unbelievable it's what you bring to the show. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Like, I'm that, trying to keep up with these three. No, it's, I have to work twice as hard, guys. No, it's, it's incredible because that's... What, here's the thing. We always talk about this. We're super fans of the show. We love the show. And the show is enhanced by all the things that we know or can yeah. bring to it. So I'm learning things from you guys every single week. And Ditto. When you, come with, when you come with your entire... 
I'm just making oh my up God. for it's a thesis. fifth grade, sixth grade, all those years <laughs> I didn't have a good binder. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. So Thank props you. to you, Ash. Thank you, Rob. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this gang. Felicity's added to it. Obviously, she's the fastest hacker alive. I loved that yes. little reference. And I love that she has experience like with superhero like gangs, and she's like helping them. She's, she's asking helping questions. Them. It's yeah. so cool, yeah. and she finally gets them to understand what they need to do. Because uh, this reminded me of a relationship. You know, the girl's like, "No, I'm fine," and the guy's like, "Okay." And she's like, I'm fine doesn't mean I'm fine, okay? <laughs> this is exactly what Barry Allen is doing tonight. He's like, oh, leave me alone. Does he want to be left alone? No. no. He needs them to come after him. And that's what Felicity is here for. She's here to say, you know, look, when you came over to us, we were this well-oiled machine, but we did not start like that. And obviously we know from Arrow they really didn't. There was a lot of turmoil and there was issues getting together this group. This group's a little different because they did, we kind of fell into something. There was already the Scooby gang and the last member of it is Barry. So we're starting from a little bit of a different spot, but none of them know how to interact with Barry. They don't really know yet when he says one thing, what it actually means. Right. So Felicity's here to tell them what it is that it means. So, we've got Captain Cold. Really awesome. Oh, my God. So have amazing. we been waiting for Wentworth oh Miller? Oh, my God. Yes. Just obsessed. Obsessed. I will say, I was excited that I knew in advance that he signed on for more than one episode because I was scared at some point that he was going to leave. And I was like, Wentworth, don't leave us. Don't leave us. <laughs> he heard you. <laughs> it was an awesome casting. He did a great job tonight. I thought that he was really devilish and creepy but in a different way than the other villains we've seen. Yeah, he yeah. was like devilish and creepy without like playing that. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wasn't like twirling his mustache. You know, <laughs> he just like was. It's like, yeah, yeah. he's very cold and calculating. Yeah. yeah. Can we just talk about the fact that Wentworth actually never read a comic his entire life. I love it. Not only that, he had no idea who the Flash was. Uh, <laughs> and anything with Captain Cold, he uh, it was kind of frowned upon in his family. Well, it's interesting comics. because he did like what Jeff was just saying. He kind of came at this with like a realistic standpoint. You know, he's not twirling the mustache. It's just kind of who he is. Totally, so it brought it brought a realism. different absolutely, and it diff- definitely I think they did this on purpose because the. Um, I think they're trying to obviously, you know, catch us off guard and, and play mind games. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. But even so, like, there's a different comic um, in the in the DC world. They changed his actual comic. Um, they changed him they in changed 2011. Him. Uh, Captain Cold. Oh, right. so he had different powers, right? Was it something where he had different powers? Well, it seems he, to have no power. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. But he had. He was when they changed him. Uh, they're they're using the original comic. For this show, but sure. the, but it was actually changed in 2011 to that he was able to take on whatever powers his his weapons would have. Oh, cool! So I think they wanted to play with our minds again because you, we could very easily be like interesting. So we don't know maybe he could yeah. end up taking on certain powers. Oh, right. Which is cool. Right. So exactly. as of now, though, in our universe, he has no powers. Right, he's not. Right. That's what it seems like. But guys, this was crazy. I mean, we hear that he doesn't want to kill unless he has to, but we do see he, we see. Him first get mad at somebody for killing and then we see him shoot somebody and then we see him almost get shot but not i mean there was a lot of gunplay here Mm -hmm. for for somebody who's not down to kill um and then he just kind of walks away scot-free with the diamond this whole thing had me like all up in smokes about it and he still has the diamond and he still has the diamond that's the craziest part so we we're on to him because he does the museum tour twice which Nobody does. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing line. I'm like, yeah, okay. I lo- I'm somebody who loves going to museums. I really do. But going on the same tour twice, 
I can understand why yeah. nobody does that. <laughs> exactly. I'm totally with him. Uh, so he sticks out like a sore thumb, and his mask had come off originally, so Barry was able to ID him. I love when he's flipping through that book so quick. And then uh, we finally figure out who he is, and he knows Barry's weakness. He knows because he ends up trying to um, hurt all these people watching Barry save them and one person dies and he gets the hint and we keep saying I know Barry's weakness I know Barry's weakness and I'm thinking to myself what's Barry's weakness right. is it the cold it's gotta right. be the cold no it's his heart people, yeah. it's people it's because he has too big of a heart and he can't watch people get hurt right. which is not what Captain Cold's MO is just because he's not shooting every single person doesn't mean he wants to save all of them right, either right. so that right. was really interesting to me I kept thinking oh the weakness is the gun, the cold, all that. But no, which was so cool because then we get the train scene mm-hmm. where we think that he's going to like shoot him dead or, or freeze him or make him hurt. But instead, he seemed like flips all these trains, which was one of the coolest shots we've yeah. had to yeah. date yes. on the show. That scene was, was awesome. So cool. It was like a movie. I, it was yeah. really, I want to see it in 3D, honestly. I know. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't believe what they did with that. I guess that's what unbelievable means when you can't believe <laughs> yeah. something. Oh, Thank I you, Roxy. Uh, but it was ridiculous. Yeah. And we see him running through and all that stuff. You know, that is what's keeping the show fresh. All different kinds of seeing how fast he is. Because it's not like he's sitting here and he has a million powers and we can see all different tricks. It's really, he's just super fast. Right. So, yeah. and we see, and eventually that goes into time travel and whatnot, but we see him tonight with this, the trains tipping over and saving everybody. That was really unbelievable. And that's why Captain Cold is so interesting because he's so smart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's not like a crazy villain that acts rashly. He's like, no, I've got this. Didn't they say he didn't uh, graduate from high school? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. They said he didn't graduate from high school, so there's no way he was able to make the gum, which is how they figured out the gum was stolen from there. But I think he's street smart. Right. Yeah. He's street smart for sure. Maybe not, I can build myself this what is that gun called that he uses? The, the cold gun? The, the cold. Like I a, think that was the name. Is that the I name? Like I thought you were making fun of me. No. <laughs> okay. That, then the cold gun that he uses, well, which was really cool too. All the visual cold. effects for that. With that the was so cool. Freezing yeah. as it goes. I thought that it looked awesome tonight. So cool. In the um, in the comics, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in the comics, doesn't he, ste- he steal something different? He steals his goggles from Star Labs. Um, oh, we saw the goggles were a part of this tonight too for the um, yeah, reflection it's to help or something. With Claire. Yeah. Claire. But in this one, he stole the gun, but they obviously changed it around. No, the goggles. They still the goggles too. Gun. Yeah. Uh, oh, we still the both. goggles with the gun. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And so this is, they kept this one. They didn't change well, it at all. They didn't remember it. At all. In the comics, he he and his gang essentially donned the goggles because uh, you know to shield their eyes from gunfire, like the the muzzle flash, and then. Um, he steals the gun, or he steals the gun later um, after he abandons his gang. So this one is all at once, obviously. Right. And then does Barry um, is he hurt? And then finally, Cisco saves the day with a vacuum. <laughs> Just like so that. awesome! That was, that was awesome. I really loved that moment. In yeah. uh, like we talked about, Felicity convincing them what the right thing to do was, and then everybody showing up. Um, something that we didn't talk about relationship wise, though, and I just wanted to mention it because I know a lot of you guys were talking about it on YouTube. Is I'm and I said it last week. I'm seeing sparks between Caitlin and Barry. I see them sometimes. I just do, and. Tonight, I felt like she was really nervous about him and really caring for him. And maybe it's a friendship thing, but it's worth putting out there. I think that something could happen at some I'm point. I'm glad you put it out there. Some twisted, weird thing. I don't know. I mean, we don't know when she becomes the killer, but... Right. I actually... I, 
Sorry, no, please continue. Oh, I just I was saying like I felt like she was underutilized this episode. A little bit, a little yeah. bit because it was so about what Cisco did and Wells being upset with Cisco that Caitlin kind of was in the background. Well, yeah. last week Cisco had his. I mean, last week Caitlin had more time. That's right. true. Time it's Cisco, so I think they have to kind of they're trying right. to introduce us to all these exactly. characters right now. Right. Yeah. Right. I really don't think she's there for a love interest. I just think they've such a like, powerful connection because they've both lost people they love, and no, she and he have not been able to connect with anybody else like right. that. That's, that's definitely that true, I but going that. going back to what you said, though, Jeff, about us having 10 seasons, you yeah. never know. You never know when something could spark. So, anyway, she wasn't a big focus on tonight's episode, but I did see her concern for Barry, and I like that she's concerned for Barry. It's the same way Felicity's concerned for Oliver, just saying. Yeah. Okay. Before, sorry, before we move off Captain Cold, though, no, I think go we ahead. have to say that he... Um, spurred Barry to like lose his first person he was trying to save. Yeah, yes. because Barry, we opened tonight's episode and he says, I don't feel so alone anymore and he, all these things. He's really on cloud nine and he's been going badass and we see the monster of the week every single week and we see him taken down and tonight, not only does he lose somebody, but he doesn't take down the monster. Right, yeah. So this is a change for this, uh, for Barry and it's different from what he's used to which is interesting um, and I'm wondering how often they're going to do this. How often are we going to be introduced to somebody who doesn't get defeated that night? Yeah. It was interesting, too, to see, like, it, how it takes a toll on you, like, to, like, lose somebody. Yeah. When you feel you're responsible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he saved so many people before. Like, they need to introduce that, like, soon, like they did. Yeah. yeah. And Cisco... And, oh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, Cisco says he feels responsible. Barry says, no, we're all responsible. So now we're really starting to establish that this is a team. Yeah. yeah. And they up the stakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tara, what were you? Oh, uh, I was just going to say, like, that seemed to be the theme of the episode in that, like, people dealing with having to carry the weight of another's life. Like, we see it in Joe. We see it in Cisco. We see it with Barry. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I, and that's kind of something that I like about the show is that every week you get another like overarching theme that all the characters are kind of dealing with in different ways and so you hit it from different angles but it's all a unified uh, storyline and it all kind of comes together at the end absolutely that's really interesting yeah nice pick up on that hmm. He's Thank good. You. That's why we keep him around, you know? <laughs> I'm earning my... <laughs> nice job, Batman. I love that mask on you, Batman. I know. It's so it's good. So it's awesome. so good. Every time I look at him, I kind of look at you guys because I feel like I'm going to giggle, but it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so then we do get this little teaser at the end with Captain Cold, and... He's he's getting some help from some buddies, guys. He, we're not we're not bailing on this, you know. He's not running away thinking, uh oh. Now we know that we have those two people out there that he says that if he ever sees them again, he'll kill. We have Barry, who he clearly is not okay with, and now he has some help. Mm-hmm. So, Tari, why don't you go ahead and take this one and tell us about this help a little bit? Um, so they're going to be introducing uh, Heatwave, who was a pyromaniac. Not the heat wave. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking that. I can't help it. Sorry. Like one of the best. Like, oh, the song. valley heatwave. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. And anyway, sorry. <laughs> go uh, ahead. Oh yeah, and so uh, he's one of the one of the rogues that yes. Ashley was mentioning. Um, and he has one of these, he has a gun just like, uh, Captain Cold, except his shoots fire. Um, right. And so they're like the complete opposites, but they work well together. And so Heatwave is also not a metahuman. Right. right. Great. All right. Okay. So let's actually get into news and gossip because we can talk a little bit about. <laughs> well, a question. Can they, can, 
I was reading somewhere that they could potentially become a metahuman in the upcoming episodes. There's a chance. That who could I become mean, a metahuman? Um, Captain Cold, or if if Heatwave is, I'm right. not trying to give anything away, but yeah. like, that they we actually don't know for sure if they could be metahumans. I mean, Correct. it kind of, like we had talked about it earlier, that like at any point someone could stop being a dormant metahuman. So yeah, there's a chance that they could discover that they actually have these powers. The same way that we don't know if Cisco has his powers yet, if right. Caitlin has her powers right. yet, all of those things. And we haven't even seen so Bart. So if they do have the powers, it could be the powers yeah. that we were yeah. I was saying earlier. When yeah. He gets the and, power of his weapon. Yeah. And they could make it that Cisco like kind of creates his powers. Like he like can like build a suit or just like some kind of yeah. weapon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really that that, but it, he is going to be vibe, so maybe the somehow that joins together. Or maybe he's not. Who knows whether they're just hinting at that or not. But okay, so let's just talk about Heatwave. Let's stay on him for a second. Yeah. So he was kind of, this is so interesting because obviously Wentworth Miller, who comes over from Prison Break, um, it was sitting alongside for seasons with Dominic Purcell, who is going to be playing Heatwave. So now the two of them are going to be working together uh, to presumably take down Barry. Yeah. Which we don't like, or at least get back their city as their playground. Um, but it will be really cool to see them back in action together. Another thing that I was uh, that I noticed, and I hadn't even known he was signed on for the show, though, who also comes over from Prison Break is Robert, I don't know how to say it, it's either Knepper or Nepper, and he comes from Prison Break, and he's supposed to be playing Clock King, uh, who I don't know much about, so maybe you guys can help me out at home and, and let us know a little more about him. I'm definitely going to be doing some reading for next week. But we have a Prison Break Full cast on the show. Crazy. It's awesome. Which maybe is hinting at the fact that we think that somehow there is going to be a prison break at some point <laughs> in these seasons. Mm. Who also, knows? Also, they announced today that Melise Jow from Vampire yes. Diaries is joining as Linda Park. Mm-hmm. Right. So I love when CW does that. They take yeah. care of their own. They bring her over. She was awesome on Vampire Diaries. So it's so interesting, as we were saying before, yeah. we were discussing that Linda Park, uh, they said, is going to be the love interest for Barry, Barry which Allen. I don't know what to think about that because we've been sitting here I've been throwing in my two cents about all the other love interests and now we're throwing another person into the ring but, who are you I don't like you no, okay, I'm kidding I do Linda Park is always Wally West West right which love is interest. which is really really interesting and supposedly Linda and Wally have twins and one of them is named Iris West so that's in the comics. I don't know what's actually going to go on here. Iris West? Always. Yeah, yes, but maybe, maybe, Barry, you should back off Wally's woman. Also, um, seem, sorry. Sorry, no, go, go, go. I was, it it, seems, it seems like everything is leading up to time travel. It's just inevitable. So on right. that point, uh-huh. we actually um, heard this week Grant confirmed. He said that... Uh, the, there is time travel. This Something is coming with time travel. He wouldn't give up many specifics, but he said the first time it happens is an accident. So oh. I don't know what makes me that think means. It's, it makes me think that Barry did something, you know, Accidentally, because he's still so new to his. He's a little clumsy still. Yeah. He moves so fast. He's still yeah. a little clumsy. Poor so guy ends up in like the four- 1940s or something. Right. He thinks it's an accident. Hell? So he's on a run on his treadmill. <laughs> and next thing you know. Yeah, absolutely. So also, I'm excited to see that because we have been hinting. I don't know when it will be. I don't know how it will be, but it will be. Yeah. Which I'm happy. Well, I just want to mention something about. Um, um, oh my gosh! I just lost his. Um, Captain Cold, excuse oh, me. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, apparently, he um, has a sister that is very important to his life. I'm not sure exactly if they're going to be bringing her, but I was reading some different blogs, and some people are saying they were hoping that, I think her name is Lisa, and she has a very big influence on his life. She has powers of her own? I, she... I don't know. Do you know anything about this? Um, I know I know her 
I forget her name. It's like Golden Spangler or something. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on I, that. I, I absolutely am quoting you on that. <laughs> All right. And I Golden Spangler. They said Golden Spangle, <laughs> like a bracelet. Um, they, like, they briefly mentioned that she has a sister in this episode. And like I know that she dies, uh, and he eventually uh, gets revenge for her. Um, and that's one of the steps that leads him to be a, like more of a. So maybe that already happened. Maybe it's going to. Ha- we don't really yeah. know. Okay, okay cool. cool. But good thing to bring in. Uh, the other thing is, I'm devastated to find out that we don't have an episode until eleven eleven, which is brutal. However, the cool thing about it is that it's Plastique, and Plastique will be joining us in studio. So her name is Kelly Fry. She's coming in to talk to us, and that is her big episode. So we're really stoked to have her come in and excited for it to happen. I just can't believe we have to take a week off, guys. I know. Yeah. It's sad. Like, what's with that? What's sad. the well, deal? Well, we can still all tweet with you guys and, you know, let us know any predictions and any of course. ideas yeah. you have. Absolutely, as always. Let's get into our very own predictions, though. Yeah, let's do it. Whew. All right. TV news. <laughs> guys, these predictions, the scenes for next week. My bad, yep. sorry. No, no, we're we're all good. We went we went from news to news and predictions. I was just gonna jump right over it and cover your butt, Nando, but I guess uh, I guess we can Okay, anyway. And we're losing it over here. Okay, rain it in guys for the, the last couple minutes of our show. This was the time travels portion of the uh, of the podcast. We went back in time. Oh absolutely. So here we are with our predictions. It went so fast, the scenes from, I guess not next week, but the week after that, that I was like, uh, can we rewind that? We watched it like four times. I'm still very confused with what's happening. So I'm going to need to get your guys' predictions on what's going on. What do we have planned for two weeks from now and for the season? Um, well, uh, you, we you, we always you. go Sorry. left to you, baby. Go to you first. Four, let's do it. So we can all ride uh, your coattails. <laughs> <laughs> Here are all the predictions. Um... I'm assuming, or I would like to see uh, this rogues gallery build. Like, we know that Captain Cold is pulled in, Heat Wave. And so I, I hope that they get their own episode. And then as people are being defeated by Barry, whoever isn't directly caught or put in the prison will be approached by uh, Captain Cold. And then it'll all develop into the season finale is what I'm hoping is going to happen. Oh, the culmination all... Yeah. Some big bang there. Okay. Wait, I know you were joking about, like, leading up to, like, the prison break from the show, but, like, there is a prison with a lot of bad guys Well, there's could two be prisons. Now we've got Iron Heights, where we need a prison break so that we can somehow get Barry's dad out. And then we've got the prison below them, where they're... Are holding all these metahumans. Yep. I think right. you're onto something. We're, seriously, they're hinting at it. They're throwing a bunch of prison break at us, so yeah. we're just going to take it. I, I guess we'll just go rogue. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, okay. Ha, ha. Burned out. All right, Ash, <laughs> what do we got for predictions, baby girl? Predictions. I'm going to say, uh, oof. right now, I'm thinking that I feel like Iris and Eddie might call it quits pretty soon. I think something's going to happen in the next couple episodes. Because he's bad? I don't think it's because he's bad. I don't think he's going to become bad or he's going to expose himself for a, a few more episodes. It's going to be a little bit. Oh, that came out horrible. Oh, my God. I liked it just you the way know, it came it's, out. It's like tonight when she's like, can I touch you or whatever? And he was yeah. like, can yeah. I touch it? Yeah, can I touch it? Yeah. You want to come back to my hometown room? Yeah. I mean, you should go to sleep. Yeah, whatever right. she says. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to yeah, expose his... 
true nature. You guys ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> Expose himself. Yeah, okay. Yeah. himself for a while. Sure. So I think it's be something else that they break up for. Okay. And um, what about you, Jeff? All right. I have um, no, like, immediate predictions for episode five that's coming up, but I really feel like we're heading into a place where potentially, like, a big uh, cast member to join will be another Flash. Oh, be it like mm-hmm. a Wally, but like a uh, somebody. I just think because of the time be travel and whatnot. Flash somewhere. Okay. All right, maybe maybe he's already here. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's coming. Maybe exactly. he won't. Those are some great <laughs> predictions from my panel, guys. If we want to keep in touch with you throughout the week, as I'm assuming we do, because everybody's freaking out about this show. I mean, it's the number one show. It's amazing. Everybody's absolutely crazy for it. So, where can we reach out to you guys on social media? Starting with you, Tari. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I'm uh, on Twitter at Ashley Daniels and Instagram Miss Ashley Daniels. I'm on Twitter Jeff Masters One. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzzTV, AfterBuzzTV.com. Or, as always, go to iTunes. Give us that five-star rate, comment, subscribe. Go to YouTube. We read everything. We write back to all you guys. Your predictions are amazing. It's what makes this show worthwhile. Seriously. Actually, a lot of things make this show worthwhile. Yeah, but you guys are awesome. <laughs> amazing. Seriously. Absolutely. Thank you. And we have some really great guests coming on, so keep tuning in. Can we all, like, take our superhero stance for the sign-out of the show? Sure. I mean, I don't... Yeah, great. Okay. And until next time, two weeks from now. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 